0: previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And my son
1: just looks at him and said, are you a little? And he just had this weird look on
0: his face and said, how do you even know what a little is? And he just said, my mom's a little. And all of a sudden, this guy, like a, like a light bulb went off. He goes, oh my
1: God, is your mother Anita from Alaska?
2: No way. <laughs> and he
1: goes, yeah, and this guy just totally freaked out. He goes, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> They sent pictures, they were both giving me the TK salute. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast on this very special episode where we have so much to reveal, but first let's welcome back to the show Simon and Roxy. Hey guys, how's it going?
0: Doing great hey hey.
1: Hey, yeah so simon you've gotten a lot of love here uh people are listening to your burger king commercials now
3: (laughs) (laughs) they'll bring me back now you know if enough people write in you know and uh maybe yeah Yeah.
1: so how long ago was that
3: gosh i want to say i stopped doing it about three years ago but i had been doing it for about four years yeah i assume they just found someone cheaper or I mean, a lot of voiceovers going non-union. I mean, it's the classic excuse when you lose a job. You're like, well, it wasn't anything to do with me, you know. So.
1: Right. <laughs> it must have been them. It must, have been, it must have been something else. It was some yeah. probably some nasty American that took my
3: gig or something. <laughs> yeah. um. Actually, I, did, I got to meet the American because, like, sometimes we'd record back-to-back, me and the American guy. And I oh, was always neat. jealous because he, the American market pays a lot more. And I was just like, man, I bet he just drives up in his Ferrari, whereas I'm city biking to the studio, you know. <laughs> but... Um. <laughs> All, all your listeners, write in and, and get me my job back. That'd be Yeah, great. let's get him back. That'd be be
0: fantastic.
1: I mean, now that they've apologized, I mean, that was a little scary tweet they sent out <laughs> about women and, and let's just not even go there. Yeah, so much. I actually uh, text Simon because we were going to bring it up on the last podcast and I actually texted him like, are you sure, okay, that you want people to know that you used to like do this because of, but it, it did come out that good, I guess. They did apologize for the tweet. And yeah. I do genuinely think the intent was good. It just, whoever did not check that tweet should not be there. That's all I, I can say. I mean, I and don't you know just, what they were thinking.
0: You can never get a true sense of tone with social media. That's one of the things I hate about it is yeah. things like that can be so easily misconstrued and I mean, I'm sorry, rightfully so, in right. this case especially. So, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like a no win situation sometimes.
1: All right, you two. Well, let's, we're going to get to the big reveal. But first, we wanted to start with an email from James Cunningham. Roxy, this is for you. It says, Roxy, Ooh. don't worry. Sully also makes fun of me for my beer choices. And I'd argue my beer choices are worse than yours. Now, really? Yeah, apparently. Now, here's the thing. He didn't tell us what they were. So, James, hello. You know, you gotta let us know. Like, what are you drinking? Are you drinking Pats? Like,
0: is it like um, Coors Light or something? Now, I used to like Coors Light over, I would say Coors Light over Bud Light because when you have the can or the bottle, you know the beer is nice and cold when the mountains turn blue, and I thought that was really cool. Now, it was really this cool, is, but uh, young dumb Roxy. So, <laughs> I understand that that may sound a little crazy, but hey, you know. It we is what it
1: is. Yeah, right. Simon, you weren't around for all that. Like, what what beer do you drink? Do you drink beer, first of all?
3: Oh, this is, well, this is where I'm gonna lose all any fans I had. I know. Oh, uh, Roxy's <laughs> lost quite a few. I've so. lost a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a terrible Brit because Brits normally love beer, but I actually don't really like beer. I I, I never liked fizzy drinks and the mm. fizziness, and the, I I just I, gotcha. so I'm just not a beer drinker. But That's you know, if I, I was a normal Brit, I'd say I like warm beer. You know, like um, ooh. Yeah, so the whole mountains thing would be off for me anyway because yeah, you know, we like our warm beer. So yeah. wow,
1: so Sully from Boston, do you have any warm beer recommendations? I mean, you've got so many beer recommendations. Well, and Todd Takay too. Todd's the, Todd's the beer guy, I believe, right? I mean, he's the one that wrote to me, I believe, when I was in Nashville, giving me some ideas. So what are what are our warm beer go-tos?
3: That just sounds gross to me. I got to be honest, but. <laughs> I, I, mean, people people do? I mean, you know, room temperature. I don't I don't mean like,
1: mm-hmm. well,
3: right. Not like hot tea. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know,
1: anyway. All right. So and uh, one quick, I, I guess you'd call it a little plug. But dear friend of the big show, Greg Garcia, for all you loyal littles, if you're listening to this the day it drops. So tonight, Saturday, March 13th, I found this on his Twitter page. And I thought it might be interesting to some of our uh, loyal listeners. Greg Garcia writes, how would you like to spend a Saturday night with the folks from Raising Hope? Now, do you guys remember that show? I do. I used to love that show. Uh, I believe it was on Fox, and it was Mm. one of Greg's show. So he says, please join us for a charity Zoom reunion tonight, March 13th. And he has the link posted uh, below to sign up. And it just sounds like, don't quote me on this, but it almost sounds like a donation-based type thing. And you can get in. I don't think there's a... A minimum. I, I please don't hate me if I'm wrong on that. But just go to Greg Garcia's Twitter page, and you can find all that information. That sounds like a lot of fun. I might have to check oh, that out later tonight. Yeah. Okay. So now, Roxy, we teased it last episode, and we yes. can't wait no longer. Let's do these. We have two pretty big reveals. One that we are so excited about, and hopefully you've already noticed because we are doing it. Already released it. It's posted. We finally have a Loyal Littles podcast logo. And we cannot be more thankful to the one and only, we all know who it is, Eric Londrigan. Cannot thank you enough, sir. It was something that was in the works for a very long time. Actually, before the podcast even started, I reached out to Eric about doing a logo and being a guest. And he said no to both.
0: (laughs) um, (laughs) But look um, at us
1: now. (laughs) But look at us now. And I mean, you know... Good on him, rightfully so. I mean, I didn't know anything about Eric, obviously, and that's why we're kind of doing, we did the podcast to meet everyone. And I assumed he was this big time artist. And I was like, I don't even think I can afford you, but I'm gonna ask anyway. And it turns out he's like, no, I don't really do that. I just do it for fun and that's not my thing. And I don't really have time now. So respectfully so, we just backed off. So we found our little monkey and, you know, that we've been using. And I just, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, Littles. I just did a quick, came up with the idea, monkey TK salute. So I just did, I, I think I literally Googled monkey middle finger. And that's what came up. I loved it. Everyone seemed to love it. It's like perfect. However, I did some deep dive because we actually had some littles write in inquiring about merchandise, about, oh, is there a shirt I can buy? Oh, is there some, a hat? You know, whatever. And I don't think we're quite there yet, but it did make me do a deeper dive into this logo and it turns out it is copyright. So we felt bad about that. We were like, okay, we did not know that. So we wanted to do our own thing. So I reached back out to Eric just to ask for advice. Cause I knew I didn't think he would be interested. Understandably, he's got a lot going on in his life and uh, he's actually got a comic strip he's trying to develop. So yay for that. So let's That's
0: exciting.
1: That is amazing. I'm so excited for that. And however, literally three hours later, he writes me back and was like, hey, so I put this little ditty together. And of course just was he did. <laughs> right. And I'm like, you just told me, like, you're working on your thing. Work on your thing. Don't worry about us. We'll figure it out. And he's like, no, but you inspired me, so I put this thing together. So we loved it. We worked out a deal with Eric, and he agreed to let us use this logo. And uh, we are so excited, and can't thank him enough. And we hope you will like it. Uh, we think it's very clever. It's, it, We just love it. So thank you, Eric Lonergan, for that. And now the other semi-big reveal, which you will also see said logo on, Roxy, tell everyone what we decided to do, because I, have... I don't even know what it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we right. have an Instagram account, yay! Uh. <laughs>
1: um,
0: finally, something that I know a little bit about.
1: Yeah, I know and... nothing. I, I have an Instagram account. I've never hardly used it. It was kind of like what Twitter was for me when we started this podcast. I have no idea. And Roxy, you're the one that's kind of like
0: dealing um, with all I... this yeah, I will be running the Instagram account. so you can find us on Instagram. We are the loyal Littles podcast. and like Chuck said, we're gonna be posting Eric's incredible drawing on there shortly. <laughs> now,
1: Simon, you're on both these, right? Twitter and the Instagram?
3: Uh, I, officially, yeah, I don't really use Twitter. I I am on Twitter. Uh, I don't, you use yeah, Instagram a long time, but yeah i'm i'm a, I'm a heavy Instagram user. I don't oh. know if I'm that much, but like as I don't know, it's, it's it's not good, is it? It's become the thing that like I look at in the morning, first thing in the morning, why? Instagram? Not-
0: yeah, yeah, me too.
3: Well, I honestly didn't really think it was gonna be of much use to us, but we've had people say, oh, you're
1: missing a whole market of littles that might be able to, to listen to the podcast. I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know. And full disclosure, this is a funny, quick little story, is I actually started one on my own about a week and a half ago. It worked for like four days. We didn't announce it yet. We were just holding it off. We had like two or three past uh, co-hosts follow us and I was like, how did you even find it? They're like, I don't know. It was suggested. Anyway, long story <laughs> short, it just went away. Like they yeah. they, they threw us off Instagram. Right. I think it might have had to do – I thought it had to do with the, the middle finger with the monkey profile picture, I guess. Is, I don't know if that's what they call it on that. But I don't know. I still – I've not gotten any answers. I've written to them. That's a whole nother story. I hate Instagram's customer service. That's a whole nother story. But Roxy was like, you know what? Let let a millennial take care of this for you. And so I'm more than happy to do that. So she was great. Well, but don't
0: give me too much credit yet because (laughs) this is a learning process for me as well. So all you littles out there, be patient with me. Be gentle. Be gentle. If I post an avocado, if I post... A robe. I'm sorry, but you know <laughs> I'm a tiny. So what do I know? If I see something that I think relates to the show, I'm going to post it. So just be patient with me as I figure out what works and what doesn't. But I'm I'm super excited.
3: Avocados always work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, uh, actually, I, I read what... somewhere about avocados, but uh, you know, back in the day when I was on on a dating app, I, I read somewhere that if you say you like avocado, then you're going to get I can't remember the percentage, but it was like it was a dramatic percentage increase. Of people that will match with you. What? Huh. <laughs> so, so if anyone ever gets my profile, did you hear this? You'd see, like you'd see, like I'd write some things, and then right at the bottom I put, also I love avocado, and uh, and yeah, I, I did notice an uptick in in matches. So interesting. Look that up. I <laughs> need to look up the number of what the study said, but it was it was I was like that's so bizarre. But yeah. Weren't.
1: Now you too. I know you're tinies, but if you knew how this relates to the big show, I think you would all, you would find this very funny, but there, there's a whole thing about that, that I don't have time to go into now. I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in off air, but I know it yeah.
0: relates somehow, but I, I haven't quite gotten the full story yet. And I know that it's banned from certain Facebook groups and <laughs> Well, there's
1: whatever. been many a jingle <laughs> written about it. Let's put it that way. So anyway, So you two, we need a quick Bachelor update. We didn't do this last week because it was kind of boring. Nothing really exciting happened. It was down to final three. And what's it called? The sweet something? Fantasy sweets. Fantasy suites, which I have a whole nother issue with, but we'll get to there in a second. (laughs) Now, you two go, like, you're both caught up, right? You know we're down to the final two, right? Yes. Yes. Right, so what are we thinking, guys?
0: Well, it, there's a lot of rumors floating around and spoilers floating around. And it's going to be very interesting how this all plays out. We actually are going to have a new host stepping in for the final episode or for the, the after the final episode segment where they oh, check right. in on the couple, see how they're doing. Because um, that's
1: all controversial stuff, right? Controversy yeah, but it's him. actually yeah.
0: going to be really cool. Emmanuel Acho. I forgive me if that's not how you pronounce his name. I think that's what it is.
1: is he he's but, a football guy, right?
0: Yeah, and he is going to be hosting the final episode and just talking about all of the issues that have come to a head, especially this season, and addressing some some really deep things that I'm I, I think the show and the world needs to hear about. So I'm I'm excited.
1: But let's let's get to the the last show so simon do you agree with who the final two are
3: <laughs> i agree with with what his feelings are um
1: well all right good fair enough do you is that who you would have chosen i guess is what i should oh have
3: said. Poor, gosh um no that feels like a loaded question doesn't it uh, <laughs> i was a big fan of brie so i guess if it were me but uh, but you know I, God, this feels like a dangerous subject. No, we'll, we'll I, get there I, in a second. <laughs> I, 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 I very, I, I liked Bri a lot, but they all, all, all lovely, nice. Okay,
1: people. so out of the final two, I, I guess we'll get right there. Who you got? Who do, who do you think is going to
0: win? Gosh, well, I think, I think I know who's going to win, but I don't think oh, it lasts.
3: Okay, well then, I think Simon. Who you got? I think Michelle. I would think, although because I was surprised that. That he kept Rachel. So the fact that he did keep Rachel would maybe change my mind and be like, oh, actually maybe like he's really into Rachel and therefore he picks her. But, uh, but you think yeah.
1: Michelle would be better for him. Absolutely. I think so, yeah. Oh Roxy you're agreeing. Okay, so you both you're both pulling for Michelle. Okay.
0: Yeah, Good to know. I I unfortunately don't think it's Michelle in the end. I, I do think it's Rachel based on some things that even things that I saw on the episodes. Uh, Like two weeks ago, they jumped out of a plane. They went skydiving and she had the roughest landing. She like face planted into the ground and he you can tell that it really not only shook her, it shook him to the core. And he keeps talking about how when I saw that happen, life without her flashed before my eyes and I didn't like it. Uh, So that kind of makes me think he chooses her in the end. I don't think
1: think the other one would be better.
0: Oh, yeah. She's so down to earth, Michelle. And she's got, she comes from a great family. She's a strong, independent woman. She's a teacher. Like, she's just got a lot of really good things going for her.
1: Okay. Now, we also, we don't really have that much time to get into this at all, but I'm just shocked because I don't watch full disclosure. I'm not a bachelor person or a bachelorette. And this whole fantasy suite thing, when this was described to me off air, Roxy, I'm like, what the what? No, with everything going on in the world today, I'm shocked that people feel like that. Now, I guess they don't show stuff, but you are to assume that for three nights in a row, this guy basically shacks up with a different woman. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the one time that they as contestants and the lead as well, It's the one time that they have an extended date, if you will, without the cameras on them. So they can talk about, there have been, you know, reveals of kind of different types of conversations that actually go on in the fantasy suite, which I agree, those conversations are more appropriate, not in front of a camera and just really deep, deep conversations that need to be had before you commit yourself to somebody. Sure. Um,
1: I'm shocked, to be honest. Yeah. But that's, you know, look, I'm but not saying was, I'm against yeah. it or for it. I'm just saying I'm just surprised. That's all.
0: It's an interesting um, situation.
1: All right, you two. Well, it sounds like you're rooting for the same one. So let's, let's get out of here because Littles, I, I know we say this every time, but this interview today, this is someone embarking on one of the most amazing journeys I've heard about in a very long time. So Littles will be right back with Meet
2: the Littles. Well, the scavengers are circling my heart. It's been 50 days now that we've been apart. Got those wheels up to wheel down blues. There's no one else standing in my shoes. But the world is on white.
1: We are being played in this episode by Johnny Unconscious and The Knockouts. And how's that for a name of a band? I mean, how fabulous is that? And this song is called Scavengers. And the lead vocalist on this is Atara. Now, if you like what you hear, they can be heard everywhere. They're on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Music. They're even on Amazon. But Johnny says, if you wanna really connect with them, head over to their YouTube channel and just search Johnny Unconscious and The Knockouts. And as always, we will play the full song, Scavengers, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles. It's time to meet the littles. And boy, do we have a fun and interesting interview for you today. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Jared Schoffer. Hi, Jared. How you doing?
4: Good. How are you all?
1: Great. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Now, this is interesting, Jared, because this, I mean, full disclosure to our loyal little audience, this was kind of a last minute thing. So let me just, we're going to go right into the story. Usually, we have you introduce yourself, but we're going to come back to that in a second. We're going to start right in because about just over a week ago, I heard an email on the big show and it totally just piqued my interest. Not because it was not that I knew you or anything like that, because that's usually how it goes. You're like, oh, I know that guy. It was the, the email story behind it. Now, can you just dive right into that a little bit? You were asking, as most people do, can I be the official such and such of the Tony Kornheiser show?
4: And what did you ask to be? Uh, yeah, the official USA
1: crosser
4: of the Tony Kornheiser show. Right,
1: and I believe that was granted, correct? Uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I believe it was, and that was like so exciting because you know whenever that happens, it's almost like, you know, you're going to the, I always <laughs> it's like, this is gonna sound silly, but going to like the Wizard of Oz and asking for courage and asking for a heart, and you're like, oh, he gave it to me. So, so you are the <laughs> official, cross, what is it again, sorry?
4: USA crosser
1: USA crosser of the Tony Kornheiser show well you are definitely the official USA crosser of the loyal littles podcast now for sure because we've got you for an interview here which is so great we appreciate you taking the time because hello you're about to do this amazing thing so why don't you dive right into that because this is such an interesting story I feel like
4: yeah okay so I am going to walk across the country uh, from California to Virginia to raise money for cancer research I'm a I, high school teacher, and this is part of a uh, sabbatical that I was given.
1: Okay. So that right there is just amazing story. So, so of course, now, please, I hope this isn't – I, I don't think you'll take offense to this, but, of course, the first thing that pops into my mind is Forrest Gump. Now, I know you're not uh, running. You're walking, but still,
4: right? I mean, is have you been uh, referred
1: to like this at all?
4: Well, I mean, first off, I'll probably run some, but it's just safe to say walk because it's mostly going to be a walk and it's just oh, sure. to walk. But, um, yeah, no, I I get I expect to get five forest gum preferences per day. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is what most people think of. And I've done other quote unquote journey runs. And this is the number one comment you tend to get is about Forrest Gump. So that's okay. All right. So I'm not the only, okay. Okay, great.
1: And I (laughs) I would think that's a compliment, you know, I mean, Forrest Gump was a great movie, you know, and actually, can we go in there for a second? You've seen Forrest Gump, I assume, you know, the movie. Oh,
4: of course. Yeah.
1: Okay. I got to be honest. Now this is, and this is going to pertain to you a little bit is I was a little disappointed when that part of the movie came because watching the movie, I know it's a stretch but all the things up to the part where he just decided to start running, okay? I know it's a stretch, like the whole Elvis moment when he Elvis learns the moves because he's wearing those braces right. on his, you know, I'm like, okay, that's, that's crazy, but possible. And then a, a lot of the other things that came up, you're like, oh, come on. But then you think about it and you're like, could happen. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden this he starts running across the country and people, you know, that that's when it got a
4: little crazy for me. But anyway, I don't know if you know, but I um, will get into this more probably. But there's a guy named Rob Pope who actually tried to recreate Forrest Run because Forrest in the movie, I guess, did like something like three to four crossings of the U.S. Like you right. saying, like as if it's believable. Yeah. But, and this guy, Rob Pope, actually followed the route they claim Forrest did. And he he's done the U.S. crossing like three or four times. Okay. So, wow. I did not know this.
1: Uh, I will have to Google that. And check him out. But Jared, all serious, why don't we start over again? Because we we got that out of the way and we will definitely come back there. But why don't you introduce yourself to the Loyal Littles and just tell us what you do. It sounds like you're a teacher, but introduce yourself, tell the Loyal Littles anything you think they might want to know about you.
4: Okay. uh, Yeah, I'm a high school math teacher. I I grew up in Pennsylvania. I went to University of Pennsylvania like Michael, but I'm a little bit older than him. We didn't overlap. And then I went to Maryland for grad school. I have a PhD in math. And then I started teaching in a local private high school in DC. I've been a little since probably like 2013, so a good chunk of time. Mm -hmm. And I've had my emails read on the podcast maybe like 15 times. I mean, I, I love it so much that when Tony reads it, I record it myself on my phone. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, don't we all? I mean, I
1: mean probably, I've only had two so, Red in my life and I still have them on recording. I mean, come on. Well, I,
4: Mike from Burke probably can't. He'd probably have, you know, oh, right. yeah, overload. True. But but when you get to Red just every now and then, it's pretty exciting. And I've met Tony like maybe three times. Oh, wow. Okay. One time when I met him, he said, I mean, I don't know if he knew, but he was like, oh, yeah, you email the show now and then. I was like, wow. Good wow. job, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Affirmation baby, right? Through affirmations, yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah, but, you know, I've taught at the same school for, like, 16 years now, and, okay. yeah, they recently gave me a sabbatical so I can do this big adventure.
1: All right, so now I have to ask because the one the most disappointing thing for me contacting you was I heard this email, and I, I never normally do this, but it was such a, a unique, intriguing story to me that I had to reach out and I just found you on, I think it was Facebook uh, Messenger. And I wasn't even sure you were going to see it because some people have those settings where if you're not friends with the people, you don't even know that they messaged you. Um, yeah. Yes, I'm talking to you, Rick Devins. Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> the, my disappointing thing was, so I just very politely I said, hey, Jared, have you ever heard of the Loyal Littles podcast? And you were like, no, what's that? And I was
4: like, oh.
1: I'm glad that you answered the message, and you're, I can't tell you how thankful we are for you to come on and tell this story. So, you grew up in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. And you always wanted to be a teacher. Is that what you went to school for?
4: Uh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, I knew I wanted to study math, and after going to graduate school, I realized that doing research in math after six years of doing it was not for me, so I moved into high mm. school teaching. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, I mean, we'll get back to some other
1: stuff, you know, in your personal life, if that's okay. But I do want to just continue on with this this project you're working on. Now, there's so many questions pertaining to it. How did it start? How did you hear about it? Are you doing it by yourself? Is this a group? What, what, can you go more into the actual event?
4: Uh, sure. I mean, I think, you know, it started with me doing longer and longer races, I guess, as I became more of a runner. And eventually I had heard about this race in Tennessee called the Vol State 500K. Whoa! And it's, yeah, so I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Barkley Marathons. Barkley, no. No, okay, well, it is one of the best running documentaries I think I could highly just ever recommend. Oh, and I it's a video it, is what you're saying. Well, there's a documentary about it. Uh, oh, about ah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. So it's a race that goes on in Tennessee, in the mountains of Tennessee. And there's there was a recent documentary made maybe in 2012 that kind of brought it out into the open. It's like the toughest foot race in the world. It's run by this guy named Gary Cantrell, or he's known as Lazarus Lake to a lot of people. <laughs> and the documentary is just really well done. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Anyways, this guy, Gary Cantrell, directs this other race called the Vol State 500K, which is a run across Tennessee where you have 10 days to go a, a predetermined route across Tennessee in the July heat. Whoa. Oh. No, you don't understand. So,
1: I have relatives that live in Nash- outside Nashville, and littles, if you don't know, you think D.C. is
4: bad in the humidity. Uh, Holy cow. So, <laughs> oh, all right, go ahead. Sorry. It's brutal. So I was— I I thought to myself wow I wonder if I could do that so and that's been sort of the motivation for every race I've done I've done 50 milers 100 milers and always the motivation has been gosh I wonder if I could do that you know so I signed up for the Vol State waiting list in 2019 and we pause for a second I'm so sorry. (laughs) I have to, I have to, because I
1: have run a marathon in my life. Okay. And I say run very loosely. It took me over four hours, which is not bad for a first and only marathon, That's good. but yeah, it's not bad, but I did walk some of it. Okay. I have done half marathons. I really enjoyed half marathons. I'm sorry, you did a 50 and a 100 miler?
4: Yeah, I've done several 50s. I've done 200s. Um, uh, okay. yeah,
1: Little, for those of you who don't know, a full marathon is just over 26 miles, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't mean, to be, I, I don't mean to be fanboying here and sounding like just in awe of you, but I'm definitely feeling like one of these we're not worthy moments.
4: Okay, so... Can I tell you a funny story, Tony, absolutely. related about... I did a 50 miler, and at the end, I saw a guy, he was at his car, and he had a TK sticker on the back. Whoa. So I walked up to him, I said, excuse me, is this your car? He said, yeah, I gave him the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, I gave him the TK salute. And he looked at me, it took him about a second, and then he gave me the TK salute too. <laughs> it was otherworldly, and his name is Quattro Hubbard, and he's a huge ultra runner, in the D.C., Virginia area. And I even emailed Tony on the show about it, and that was one of my emails that Tony read on air. Wow. (laughs) You know, I've always
1: wondered about that because I've never had that situation come up to me where I just see many cars with a sticker on it. I thought this through already, though, because I'm like, if I ever did something like that, I feel like I'd have to, while I give the finger, say, la or something, especially in New York City, there's people giving people the finger every, you know, day. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, so, okay, wow. How long does it take you to complete these 50, 100
4: miles? T- most 100 milers have, like, a 30-hour cutoff. Okay. Yeah, most, most 50 milers have, like, a 14-hour cutoff.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha.
4: Okay. Wow. There is a lot of walking. Don't don't be fooled. There is a ton of walking. Well, Some people walk the entire thing. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Fair yeah. enough. But who? You know, that's just amazing that they're doing that and that you're doing this. Okay. So this <laughs> cross-country thing, this should be a piece of cake for you. I mean, what's wow. the big deal? Why are you writing into the show? I mean, come on. This is like nothing for you. Well, right? <laughs> <laughs> I get it.
4: What right. I thought either of you was, was going to say was that was, wait a minute, there's a waiting list to do this run across Tennessee. Did you and say I said, I that? I said, I was on, well, yeah, for, so for 2019, I was on the waiting list to do what? the Vol State 500K, and I never got off the list. I never oh. was on to do the race. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, which is, it's crazy that something like that is that popular, but now it sells out in less than two minutes. Whoa. What? There are people who want to do it year after year. They're drawn wow. to it mm-hmm I, I, after the 2019 Vol state mishap, I didn't get in. I, I did a solo run from Pittsburgh to DC and that really gave me sort of the idea of what journey running was like. And then in 2020 wow. I was able yeah in 2020 I was able to do the Vol state. I was able to get in and and do it last summer and it took me about it's 314 miles. it took me about eight eight and a half days. Wow. <laughs> and, all right, can I no, so,
1: and clearly this isn't like on the highway. This isn't along 40. This is what, like in the mountains and stuff? Or where is, how? what's the route like? Uh, it's mostly
4: on highways that are not interstates or local roads. Some have big shoulders. Some don't have a shoulder, much to speak of at all. But no, it's, you it, to go the whole, you, in fact, you go city to city. There are all these cities in Tennessee that you stop in. Sure, sure. Yeah. But now, and most- how many people,
1: you say it sells out immediately or two minutes, whatever, but So how many people are you running with? And I know it fans out, obviously, for, you know, everyone has their own pace, but how many start? I'd say about 80 start, usually. Okay. Oh, okay. Good enough. Because I have to say, one of the coolest things that ever happened to me was my first half, and it was only a half, and I did it in Chicago, and people are always like, oh, that's insane. Why are you doing that? I got to tell you, for me, I don't know if you agree, but the start of the race with thousands of people, usually, like for a half marathon, I mean it was just the coolest feeling. I don't know. I'd ever had, you know what I mean? <sighs> the excitement and the anticipation. And then of course you start and it's a living nightmare because people are bumping into everyone. And like, you can't, you're trying to find your late and it's like almost nearly impossible to do that until it starts fanning out a little bit. Do you get that sim- similar experience
4: at the starts? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I do the Marine Corps marathon every year here in DC and, and it just, it's a high like no other that starts yeah. in the first few miles. Yeah, so I, I do experience that. Maybe on the Vol state, it wouldn't. It would just be a lot of trepidation. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I can't uh-huh. even imagine. I mean, I'm talking. When I say
1: it's funny, I think half marathon. Oh, that's a big deal. I mean, for what you do, that's like that's like a, a hundred yard dash <laughs> you know, like what, from what you're about to do. <laughs> So now, obviously, we want to mention the whole charity thing. So when did you first hear about this cross-country thing, and when did you finally decide, like, okay, I definitely have to do this, or at least try this?
4: I'd say I read a a book about a guy who had gone across the country maybe, like, seven years ago, and then... When I met a bunch of people who've done the Vol State many times, a lot of them have gone across the country. So I spoke to them. I read more books about doing it. And then the seed was planted. And I felt I would like to do it for a good cause. And eventually we can get to it. But cancer research came to you know the forefront. And once I applied for the sabbatical, I thought it was the only way I could do it. Because even though I have summers off, it'd be a pretty big crunch to just do it in two and a half months. Right. So yeah, so I never—I don't know—I never thought they would go for it, but they did. So here we are,
0: wow.
1: Meeting my school. Yeah, that's incredible. So okay, you know what? Actually, let's do this. You—you you, you can stick around for a little bit, right? Mhm. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we have Jared Schofer with us today. And he's about tomorrow. You leave tomorrow, right?
4: Uh, Yeah. Wow. can't believe it. This is crazy.
1: (laughs) So you're leaving tomorrow for this Ross Country Walk, we're calling it. But like you said, you're going to run a little bit. So take us into that. So how long is this? You planned this to take you?
4: I am hoping to do it in under 100 days, so around 100. Now, are you doing this with a group? Uh, no, I will be doing it solo. Right.
0: Wow. Who else
1: knows about this? How is this not already on national TV and like stuff like that?
4: Oh, well, see, yeah, that's what a lot of people think. But you'd be surprised to know that I know of at least Four or five people doing it right now, currently. I know at least two others who are going to start in March. And yeah, it's just, it's a thing. I know it's a thing. I would, if I had to guess the number of people who've ever walked across the country or run across the country, I would say it's in the thousands. It's probably a little more than a thousand, but not much more than. 2000 yeah
1: okay so take us through so you you live in pennsylvania so you're gonna fly to the west coast
4: i'm in santa monica today the 13th and i'll be leaving tomorrow from santa monica pier heading firstly towards phoenix got you wow so you're just you literally go from beach to beach <laughs> that is yeah as um the race director of Val state he's done across the country too and he likes to say you you got to get your feet wet So you go. Oh, it doesn't count. Can you imagine?
1: Like, oh well, I didn't start in the water, so it doesn't count. Please, okay. (laughs) okay. So now I just find this all so interesting and intriguing. Is there a preferred route? Is there like, do some people do the north? You know, half of like, you know, in the summer, obviously, I would think. Or
4: what's your route? Well, okay. There, when thinking about the route, you have to consider the Rockies. Do you want to go over them to the north of them or to the south of them? Because they are in the way. Mm -hmm. So if starting in March, if you were to go over them, you'd be climbing up to 14,000 feet and it would be incredibly cold, snow. You know, the weather could just be crazy. So I am going to go the southern route through the desert, through Arizona, New Mexico. Mm Mm-hmm. And that has its own challenges because there are stretches of forty, fifty, even ninety-five miles in one spot where there's no gas stations or restaurants between the two stops.
1: Oh gosh. <laughs> and probably no cell service. You realize this, right?
4: <laughs> I am aware there may not be cell service here and there. Yes.
1: Okay. Um so but you're gonna be checking in with people throughout, right?
4: Uh yeah, I'll check in with my wife and she'll no way. Okay. So That's good.
1: That's great. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just kind of started getting a little worried. I don't want to like panic you. I know you're leaving tomorrow here. I don't want you to have, have second thoughts here, but um, <laughs> wow. Okay. And
4: what do you bring with you? Are, do you have a backpack? Like what are you tra- traveling with? Okay. It's a great question. And most people are surprised by the answer. Um, in order to go across the desert solo, you pretty much have to push a stroller. So I will be pushing a jogging <laughs> stroller to carry all my gear and my food and water
0: because that's so geez. smart.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's what a lot of people do if they go the southern route unsupported. If you go supported and you have a van, it's, that's a whole nother ball game. but going unsupported, you know, one gallon of water weighs eight pounds. So mm-hmm. you can't do a 94 mile stretch with no water or food in between unless you were to hide food on your route and water wow Wow.
0: well and then having something to hold on to when you get tired could be (laughs) useful i would think
1: (laughs) Uh, i mean jared i gotta be honest i I don't want to freak you out but this is your wife must be an amazing woman i'm sure she is but I'm getting scared for you. I'm getting worried for you now, just hearing this story. And clearly, you've thought this all out. I mean, and I know you've done these long things before, like you've done the Tennessee, which to me is amazing, but okay, wow. I think it
0: could also be helpful that you aren't the first one to do this. So you've had people to sort of, you know, ask questions, read about, I'm excited for you. This is amazing.
4: (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Yeah, I'm bringing a, a small tent, um... A uh, sleeping bag, you know, the usual things you would think of. And Ooh. I'll probably take a stay in a motel every seven days or so, depending on just how I feel. Sure, and my wife right. is planning to, she's planning to meet me in different cities to. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. To break it up so we could see each other. And oh, that's uh, so nice. Yeah. And it'll give me a good goal to shoot for. So, like, sure. Initially. I'm trying to get to Phoenix in 13 days so not I can sure. see her there. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's terrific. Okay. All right.
1: I feel a little better now. Um, <laughs> and I know you're going to be busy, but it would be an honor if I, I was thinking maybe, oh, maybe the halfway point, if you're, you know, not busy, you could check in with us and <laughs> let all the loyal littles know how you're doing. Cause I, I'm legitimately a little worried, but I am excited for you. I mean, I know this is something you really want to do. I mean, that would be amazing. And then, I mean, clearly, regardless, we'll, we're definitely, if you want to come back on, we would love to have you back on when you
4: finish this thing
1: to talk about the experience, for sure. I'm sure all the loyal littles would love to hear about that.
4: Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to chime in here and there from the road. Um, your worries for me, it's understandable, but... Like Roxy said, I have spoken to a lot of people. I mean, I have spoken to one guy who's done it twice, and he's currently doing his third one. And he gave me his route wow. from L.A. to Phoenix, which I'm pretty much going to follow to a T.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
4: I think the raising money for cancer research will help to motivate me. Oh sure. When the That's you know really- when the times get lonely or I see some money rolling in, um, that'll that'll help because oh, it yeah. is. For sure.
1: So is there a reason why you chose that charity? Is there, Does it have special meaning or anything? Or
4: It does. You know, I had a couple colleagues where I, where I teach that were diagnosed with cancer, one in her 40s. And it's just like, I, I hear about it all the time. And it's, it's just so debilitating to people in their 40s. And just people who are so young, they get diagnosed mm-hmm. with stage three, stage four, whatever type of cancer. And next thing you know, they're gone. And I'm mm. a, and I'm a I don't know if you guys are familiar with the band Rush, but I'm a huge fan. Neil Peart's a fraternity brother of mine. When he passed away from, he had brain cancer. It was yeah. just uh, a little over a year ago now. Nobody knew about it. The only people on the very inside knew cause he was a very private person. And I'm a huge fan. I, I've seen them in concert 60 times. Um, wow. <laughs> Yeah, That's... when we when we found out about his death, it was just it just really rocked me. I mean, I mm. I had never been so sad to hear about someone dying that I had never met. So he's also one of the people I really will keep in mind as I do oh, it. Wow. Um, well, I know Jared, you don't know pretty much anything about us because you just
1: stumbled upon. Well, I introduced you to the podcast, I should say. But Roxy and I are both performers. I'm actually a drummer. I do Broadway shows, and oh. uh, so obviously Neil Pert was a very very huge influence on me, and especially in college. And for all you littles who don't know Neil Pert, check him out. I mean, one of, you know, people always ask you like, who's your idol? Or, and obviously, there's Buddy Rich, there's Dennis Chambers, there's, but I mean, Neil Pert's on the list. He's on the Mount Rushmore. I guess is how we would say it, pertaining to like
4: the TK show. Um, I would put him at the top, but I'm biased. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. No, I totally understand. No, and and you. No one would actually look at you and go, "Like, what are you crazy?" You know, they just wouldn't. I mean, it, I also think it's a generational thing. As far as like, we all have heard the name Buddy Rich, but a lot of people don't know. Some people, I would say, don't know about Neil Pert, and they should. So,
4: yeah. Wow, what about that's... you, Roxy? What do you play?
0: Uh, I play the tap shoes. Uh, I'm a <laughs> She's dancer. A
4: dancer. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Speaking of, I do have a question. Uh, so, on a slightly lighter note. Going back to what you pack, what you bring with you, do you have one pair of shoes that are your trusty shoes that are gonna take you on this journey? Or do you carry a couple pairs of shoes? Because me being a dancer in a show, we go through so many shoes throughout a run of a show because we're pounding on them all the time. And so I'm just curious, like your feet are so important for this walk. What do you do for that?
1: Jared, this is why she gets paid the big bucks. (laughs) <laughs> Roxy, excellent question. Excellent question. <laughs> I would never even thought of that. Great, Sorry, great question.
4: In fact, foot pain and blisters and things like that are, is the number one reason people drop out of that Vol State race. Um, mm. So yeah, a pair of shoes would not last 3,000 miles. Um, I didn't
0: think they would. <laughs>
4: no way. Not even close. I am bringing one pair plus like a really good sturdy pair of uh, like sandals. And then I'll probably get a new pair in Phoenix or have my wife bring me one. But something like that, she's gonna definitely resupply me with shoes because it's just one less thing I have to carry. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, your your legs and feet are so important in situations like this and you've got to take care of them as best you can.
4: yeah it's true especially the blisters callus component for Mm -hmm. so much
3: walking yeah
0: i assume you'll have like a first aid kit with you too of band-aids and special they've got special blister band-aids that i use all the time that i love and like medical tape and stuff like that
1: yes i will definitely have that stuff yeah (laughs) so what else is in the stroller i gotta know
4: oh let's
1: see snacks i assume things like that but is there anything else
4: Yes. Snacks, of course, will be there. Um, A tarp for covering it up. Mm -hmm. Anything you would think of for camping. Let's see. I have my packing list. I mean, you know, you're going to need some just like toiletries, right? You know? Sure. Yeah. What would you not think of? Good. Got to bring some duct tape. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to bring a small vial where I'm going to collect sand and uh, water from the Pacific Ocean, and then um, put some from the Atlantic Ocean in there. A lot of people recommended to do that. I love this. I'm getting so
0: inspired. Maybe one of these days I'll do one of these. That is so um, cool. Roxy,
1: I know you pretty well. I'm going to, I don't know. I, I would definitely say you should start with like.
0: Maybe I Maryland. should start walking the perimeter start, of Central Park and see yeah, how that right. goes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Something, you know,
1: just walk the length of Central Park and we'll see how that goes. And then. Right. <laughs> no, I'm
4: just kidding. Well, Roxy, you know, someone said if you want to walk more, walk more. Yeah. You know who, that That's was? True. Roxy. who said yeah. that, Roxy? You know?
0: Oh, gosh. If you want to walk more, walk more.
1: Instead of wearing a uh, a Fitbit. You know, like, why do you have to have a Fitbit? If you want to walk more, walk more.
0: That sounds like something Tony would say. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs>
1: So, okay, so, Jared, I mean, we've spent all this time and well-deserved on this amazing journey you're about to take, but it is called Meet the Littles segment. So let's talk about Tony. Well, first of all, let's talk about you a little bit more. So like you're you live in D.C. now. I do. Yeah. Okay, but you grew up. So do you have a favorite sports team? And uh, what's your favorite sport? Things like that.
4: Um, yeah, I mostly like basketball. Um, I root for Philly teams, except for I'd say for baseball. By now I go for the Nats and but I'm an Eagles fan and the Sixers fan. Gotcha.
1: Um, And you know, you just said you want to talk about Tony like any good stories. You said you've met him a couple times, right?
4: Uh, Yeah, I met him at the Palm a few times. Um, I I just would be there with my parents and then he'd be over there and I would go over and say hello. Um, Yeah, it's it's really cool to meet him. I mean, he's one of the nicest people when he does meet you. You know, he really takes time and, you know, you can sort of fanboy out a little bit around him. Oh, he loves it.
1: (laughs) I mean, I was scared to death because, you know, he's also always the one that says careful about meeting your, quote, heroes because, you know, they could obviously disappoint you and they most times do. And I got to be honest, I was that was the kind of situation for me. I was a little scared and I've met him once and I could you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I was shocked at how much time he took and just how nice he was and just conversational. It was it was like. It was fantastic. Could not have gone any better for me.
4: Um, yeah, I find it I just find it hard to explain to people why I love the podcast so much. It's cuz it's just the more he does complaining about people blocking the box and like I miss the daily complaints about his drive right. into work because that's what <laughs> I want to hear. I don't care so much about sports, especially golf, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Really. But I just want to hear about how he got annoyed with something. And it's, it's very much like watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. He really is like a lot. A lot like Larry David. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's totally. You just want to hear the rants. And but he's I, had a couple good ones recently. But, but you're right. It's mostly now that they're stuck in the house. It's just different. Like one of my
4: old favorites, I always used to bring it up in my emails, was when he had. I guess he was standing under the awning at politics and pros. And there was someone left their bicycle there. And the person was like, don't touch my bicycle. I don't want it to, it was raining, I guess. And he, the person was like, don't touch my bicycle. I don't want it to get wet. And he's like, it's a bicycle. It's a <laughs> bicycle, it's- and- <laughs> <laughs> it can like that. I, I just, I live for Yeah. Them. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, now we referenced this earlier in the show that, and it's totally cool. You, you had never heard of the Loyal Littles podcast uh, before I messaged you. Now I have some good news for you, and that is that there are 30 plus episodes now to accompany wow. you on this beautiful journey <laughs> you're about to take. So you've got a lot of catching up to do, and you've got plenty of time to do it. So there you go, some for our gift to you for your trek across the United States. Um, and I'm being serious. If if you know we we're on Twitter, uh, Loyal Little's Pod at Loyal Little's Pod. You should, if I don't know how much you're going to be doing, obviously you've got other things to worry about, but I mean, I'm telling you, if there's certain cities out there that you're going to be going through, I know the loyal littles will cheer you on for this. Mm-hmm. So if you tell like, Hey, I'm going to be in Phoenix. Hey, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be there. Put that, you know, hashtag us or whatever you do. I don't even know. I'm not technology savvy. Is that what they do? Roxy hashtag it or at us
0: tweet. Yeah.
1: At, add us. T- tweet at, at us, us. I don't know. And
4: I know um, the littles
1: out there I'm will learning to. <laughs> but most importantly, before we let you go, why don't you plug the charity again? Is there, how can we support you?
4: Yeah, perfect. Um, so I'm raising money through the Cancer Research Institute. And instead of spewing out the long URL, the best way to, to find it is just go to my Instagram page that's okay. at JARAD2112. And the, the link is on the bio and I'll also be posting daily updates there for how Perfect. the walk is going. So if you want to follow along, that's great. If you want to donate, that's awesome too. I've already received like $50 in donation from random loyal littles and that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Well, and we will, we appreciate you coming on. So trust me now that you have been a guest, we will support this endeavor. We will frequently, well, first of all, we'll have all that information in our notes. So Littles, if you if you're out running right now and didn't have a chance to write that down, just look at the show notes. We'll have all Jared's information where you can go to donate, support or just encourage, you know, send them great messages, you know, encouraging to keep going. And uh, we will touch upon this frequently, I bet. And uh, like I said, if you are up for it, we would love to get updates along the way. Now, obviously, we know you have more important people to update, but if you want to come on and then for sure at the end, we would love to have you come on and you can tell us some great stories about your journey. Uh, Yeah, it all sounds great. I'm happy to do it. Okay, Jared, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. I mean, you're so busy. You've been packing and he's like, "Uh, I'll try to make some time. like, this is amazing (laughs) that you took the time for us littles to tell your story, what you're about to do, and we wish you the best of luck. it was so great to meet
0: you Yeah. yeah
4: okay yeah thank you so much for having me
0: all right all you loyal
1: little support jared and we'll be right back after this
4: this is sully from boston never revere and you're listening to the loyal littles podcast on the wtfc podcast network
1: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. So everyone out there, please support him in his endeavor. I mean, what a great interview. Roxy, that one took me, I was just like, in awe the whole time
0: oh me too
1: we wish him all the luck in the world and uh, you know i hope he meant that we would love for him to check in over the course of the whole journey and but for sure we're gonna have him back after he's done to talk all about it now quick simon you had a quick correction from our opening segment is that well yeah i
3: think this is very important for everyone listening because i would out so it wasn't actually avocado that you put in your dating app it was guacamole and uh, according to the study it makes you more attractive. In fact, you increase the amount of messages by 144% if you just mention guacamole.
2: Whoa. So
3: what? there you go, yeah. I mean, does that
1: just mean you have money because you can afford it? Like, cause they always charge extra for it, right? I mean, I, yeah. I have a feeling that's what that's going for. And I mean, I yeah, I see the mix up though. I mean, you know, it's pretty close, but anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, you two, let's get to the Friday Five real quick. Now, this is from Michael Wind, and this is our friend from New Zealand who just wrote into the show, uh, I'd say, not even a week ago. I think it was earlier this week, and he he's going to be a future guest, so we're very excited about that. Thank you, Michael Wind. So, y'all, I think we can just zip through these. And So, number one is, if money was no object, what would you collect?
0: I would collect tap shoes, yep. Tap well, shoes, I do I know those it.
1: can get expensive,
0: actually. So. Uh, yeah, the brand is Laduka, and they are like butter, and <laughs> they're so comfy on my feet. It's they're the best dance shoe ever made, and I would just buy all of the Laduka tap shoes and make them fun colors. I would have every color of the rainbow. I just I would love that.
3: <laughs> gotcha, Simon. What do you got? Uh, God, I'm I'm boring because my I feel like my life my parents collected too many things so i would want to collect nothing but uh if i had to i would collect recommendations for farm to table restaurants everywhere i went so bougie but like okay yeah so that's that's really a a boring answer and not really against that's okay well my first thing that came to mind if money was no object
1: i would collect money i mean honestly i used to collect (laughs) money as a kid no no i'm being serious i used to collect money coins as a kid Mm -hmm. and i loved it i would collect so many different coins and i just thought oh i'll that's something I want. So, and so collect money, but a big one for me, was also mm-hmm. like, you know, trading cards, baseball cards, big baseball yeah. cards, and I have a huge collection and they're really expensive these days. So,
3: um, all right, Roxy, what's the next one?
0: Okay. Number two, if you had the choice, would you rather be a GM of a professional team or the coach manager?
3: Um, yeah, I would, uh, I'd be a coach for sure. Coach manager. I, I you know, I like teaching and getting involved and, and feeling like I have, uh, you know, that kind of, interaction with people so that, i'd go yeah
1: I, I'd, I'd be the same way i'd want to be hands-on i'd want to be down there I, I mean unless i could be like mark cuban and sit two rows behind the the team and be the gm from there and stuff like that i mean i i, I think i'd rather be the coach yeah coach yeah. manager roxy what do you think
0: well neither of these choices are what i would actually want to be but i guess i would say coach manager and be yeah. like completely with the team 100 percent of the time yeah so
1: it sounds like you're you're leaning towards the coach manager yeah all right number three with regard to the car that may not be mentioned is there any other make model of car and or
3: drivers that you dislike or are annoyed by oh 100 percent white bmw drivers oh my god (laughs) when i say white i mean the color of the car the color (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, oh boy
1: Okay, see, this is, I, I didn't even go there, and now I'm glad you clarified, because later when I was cleaning this up, probably in the edit, I'd be like,
3: whoa, what did he say? No, okay, gotcha. <laughs> They're the most obnoxious people. They're the worst drivers. They're just, I mean, what is it about getting in that kind of car that makes you just become an absolute bleep? In, on, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, man. All right, Roxy, what do you got?
0: Well, I don't really know if there's a specific make or model, but I get annoyed with cars that are only two doors. <laughs> um, oh. I've gotten into two door cars and it's just sometimes, I don't know, maybe because I'm getting older, it gets a little more difficult to crawl back there, but yeah, I like the four right. doors. Give me a nice roomy four door car.
1: <laughs> all right. And mine is very simple. I don't even know what the make or models are, but it's those huge monster trucks that are allowed to be on the street
0: Oh yeah. and
1: these like ridiculous tires and they, their mufflers are loud I, and now get off my lawn. But that's my answer. That's all I can say. <laughs> They just annoy me. I'm like, why? What are you overcompensating for? What is the deal? Like, why do you need that in the city or even in the suburbs? I just Mm -hmm. don't get it. All right, Roxy, what's next?
0: All right, number four. Is there a city that is crying out for a professional team of whatever league that it does not currently have? Should some teams be moved, say, move the Chargers back to San Diego?
3: Yeah, I, I would say that London needs a, an NFL team, which I know they've talked about a, a lot. They recently.
1: do. It's called the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, I'm just <laughs> okay. But I wouldn't
3: want to move the Jaguars. I'd, <laughs> I'd want a new team there. So, yeah, that, that's what I saying. Okay. Say.
1: All right. Roxy, do you do you have any in particular? Can you think to be of
0: honest with you, I have no clue. <laughs> okay,
1: that's fine. All right, I've got it. I'll, I'll make up for yours, okay? Because, uh, okay. spoiler alert, Loyal Littles, I had a delightful interview with Sean Morrissey very recently, And so, yes, he will be coming on the podcast. We're very excited. And he's holding out hope for Seattle and to get the Supersonics back. And I agree. Seattle should have the NBA team. I also think St. Louis should get a football team back. I just think those are the most logical choices. Now, I know they're not new cities. As far as moving teams back, I don't know. I feel like I love San Diego. I feel like their fans miss having a team there. but. I also feel like California has so many football teams already. It's not needed, I guess is what I'm saying. And Nevada didn't have any. So I'm okay with the Raiders being in Vegas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for me, the two that are missing, and I know they've already had them, but I I feel like they were ripped from them in a way. So I feel like those fans should get those back, Seattle and St. Louis. All right. And lastly, number five, given the monstrosity that the Olympics has become and the burdensome costs of staging, what sports, in your opinion, should be thrown out?
0: That's a tough one.
1: Now I guess we can summer or winter on this, I guess.
3: That's tough, because I would say, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to go to the 2012 London Olympics. And Stop it. Wow. It's awesome is, like, first, it brings the whole country together. But, like, you end up going to random sports that you would never think about going to just because you want to get a ticket and you want to be part of the Olympic experience. Yeah. And it's really fun to experience these sports that would never get seen by a group large group of people. So, like, I wouldn't want to get rid of any – if I had to – I'd probably get rid of some of the bigger sports like baseball or soccer or some of the ones that already have the World Cup and have the Euros and Mm. things. I would probably go with that just because they get so much coverage anyway. That's a good answer.
0: I would have to agree with that, actually. Some of these sports are, we're so saturated with with seeing them all year round that i would have to agree for me i find it most interesting to watch maybe some of the more obscure like trampoline like what there's a trampoline competition of yeah the Olympics? i didn't even know that like that's freaking that cool air. yeah i would have to go with what simon said on the more known sports
1: okay well i'm gonna go i'm just gonna say this steve lipton get out of my head because I, when I first saw this question, I immediately thought of this, and then I scrolled down, and this was your wording. They should eliminate breakdancing before even one competition <laughs> takes to the cardboard. And mm-hmm. I agree 100%. For those of you who didn't hear the interview we had with Dwan Reese, I kind of went into this and expressed to her my love and how I grew up with hip-hop and breakdancing and stuff like that. I hold it dear to my heart, I know that sounds insane, and most littles would not see that with me, but I mean, Beach Street, I still think, Fight Me, is still one of the best movies out there. <laughs> I recommend it to everyone, And but it was very, growing up, I grew up in that time, and I just was like shocked when they were gonna do this as a uh, Olympic sport. I don't know though, in one breath, I, I don't know if I agree with Steve completely saying like, just get rid of it before we see it. I kinda wanna see it first, and then I'm probably going to be like, come on, man, what are we doing out here?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but we'll see. So other than that, I don't really even, I don't really, I, I mean, I don't watch a lot of them, but I also don't mind them. I, I don't, I wouldn't say we have to take them away or anything like that. So I don't know. But, um, that, you know, that's all I got. So thank you, Michael, again for the Friday Five. That was a lot of fun.
0: And also a shout out to Michael's cat, Mindy. She is so cute. He posted a picture with his Friday Five and just she looks like the sweetest little fluff ball I've ever seen. So give her some love from Roxy, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Simon, thanks for coming on again.
3: Yeah, I love it. Man.
1: Know, we almost this almost didn't happen. You, you were a little busy this morning. We were supposed to record earlier and then, uh, you know, you had a little mishap there.
3: I, I did so. I um, I run a uh, a little cute Airbnb, uh, but they're actually trailers. And um, and a guest message saying that the um, how do I say the shitter was full. So uh, <laughs> so I had to run out there and, uh, and empty some some black tanks. Um, oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Yeah. Reminding yeah. me of a uh,
1: Christmas vacation. I mean. Next time you're on, we're going to get into that because we want to promote that for you because I just think that is the most intriguing Airbnb situation. So we'll do that next time. Thank you so much for being here, though. We really appreciate it. Oh, I love
3: it. It's great to be here, man.
1: And Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch
3: with us.
0: You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. You can also find us on our new Instagram account, the Loyal Littles Podcast, and also on the Loyal Littles Facebook page.
1: All right, all you loyal littles. Remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the code, people! Yeah,
3: oh, that feels like a loaded question, doesn't it? Also, I love avocado. Well, the
2: scavengers are
0: Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.